0: Hi, friends. My name's Caitlin. My name's Kara. And this is our podcast. Shout out to the old me. Let's go. Do you want to do the intro? Sure. I was thinking about that. I was like, what do I What do I
1: need to say? I can do the intro though. That's fine.
0: Oh, well, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say either. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to
1: throw it to you. Yeah, great. Throw it. Thanks for that, Caitlin. Back to you in the studio. Oh, uh,
0: dear. All right. Well, here we are. Another week, another episode. How are you doing today, Caitlin? I'm going great. Yeah? Doing great. Yeah. It's been a minute. Should we address the fact that we're doing this podcast fortnightly now?
1: Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. you just you just addressed it. So well, <laughs> if anyone missed us last week, that's because we've moved to a fortnightly posting schedule for the pod, just because life is getting a little bit crazy and we need a bit of extra time up our sleeves to get these episodes out to everyone. So we have managed to do it. Every week, almost, for the last six months. So that's a pretty stellar effort, I have to say. Oh, uh,
0: I think it's a huge effort. Especially, it's been super
1: fun. It's been but. super fun. But I want to give a shout out to you for, you know, putting in all the hard work with editing and producing and basically making the whole show happen. But yes, moving forward, I think we did it last week as well. But yeah, moving forward, we'll be doing them once every two weeks. Did you know that Americans don't use the term fortnight to describe a two week oh. period? What do they say? Two weeks? They say two weeks. So I, I learned I I that. that recently. I was like, what do you mean oh, you don't use the term Fortnite? And they, all my American friends were like, isn't that a video game? And I was like, well, yes, but it's also, <laughs> oh, that's it's also true. a term to describe Stopped a two-week period. Um, but yes. Oh, wow. So, that's
0: weird. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Fun fact go. for you all. Um, well, so thank you for clarifying that just in case. <laughs> just in case like, people were confused. All <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll be doing...
1: New episodes every couple of weeks and today I'm excited, I'm enthusiastic, yeah. I'm you know, ready to cheer from the bleachers as oh. it were, I don't know, yes. no, but today we're going to delve into our favourite sports films and sports-based TV shows, which
0: yeah.
1: is definitely a genre that you and I really have a lot of favorites in. I would have oh, to absolutely.
0: Say. I love sport generally and yes. you do too. And so mm. whenever, whenever you're watching a sports film and a lot of these ones on our list really encompass that feeling of, yeah. you know, going for the underdog and being mm. able to like cheer along as you're yes. watching, you know, a story unfold. It's kind of like the epitome of an inspirational film. I feel Absolutely. like a lot of these ones. But yeah, it's one of my favorite genres. I know we've, it's been a little bit difficult to sort of narrow down the ones we want to talk about. I think we're doing a we're doing a top 3 this yes. week. Well, we've because um, we've
1: learned from in the past when we do film and TV show-based episodes that we can't do a top 5 because no. then the episode ends up being like an hour and a half long. And it's just exactly. a bit of a nightmare for the edit. That being said, I have picked <laughs> top three and then on my honorable mentions list there's five films but we'll see how we but, go with time <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's true but I feel like it and it also allows us to sort of talk about the ones that we want to talk about for longer too because we yes. usually end up having a conversation and I know a lot of the ones that we have are like mutual faves yes. as well like all the ones you've picked obviously absolute classics mm-hmm. so um your first one is the perfect one to start with I think
1: yeah. The year is 2002, the genre is romantic comedy sports film because who doesn't love a rom-com and then chuck a sport in there and the film is Bend It Like Beckham. For those of you that don't know, the title of the film obviously refers to uh, David Beckham and how he used to score from free kicks Mm -hmm. but it follows uh, an 18-year-old girl named Jess um, who is living in London and she is full obsessed, But her parents, who are from an Indian background, have forbidden her to play football slash soccer, whatever you'd like mm-hmm. to call it, um, <laughs> yep. because she is a girl and they don't think it's a sport for girls. So she uh, joins a local women's soccer team, which is where she meets... Uh, her friend Jules played by Kira Knightley and obviously her incredibly handsome Irish football coach uh, mm-hmm. Joe who's played by Jonathan rhys Myers and it basically kind of follows uh, Jess and Jules's friendship and how they deal with you know their parents and their parents expectations of them but also while Jess is kind of having this like secret, soccer career um, Mm -hmm. hidden hidden away from her parents they kind of play through a local tournament then they end up going away on a trip to Germany and then uh, the championship game Clashes with her sister's wedding day. So there's all these sorts of, like, you know, back and forth. I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a crisis of, like, knowing where her allegiances lie and, like, hiding this secret from her parents. It's just, it's such a great film. Like, we have it on DVD. I remember being obsessed with it as a child. My sister really loved it as well. Yeah. And it's just, the soundtrack is really good. It's It's just, you know, all of the casting is so great. There's a really great, like, hilarious supporting cast of different um friends and family yeah. members and stuff which oh, is really funny. Is so
0: good. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's... Jules's
1: mum especially is quite yes. funny. But yeah, it's kind of one of those those films where like it's a, a collision of cultures, a collision of values, but ultimately has a happy ending. And then yeah. of course a bit of um would we call it love triangle drama in there uh, as well.
0: Yeah. Well I suppose if you're gonna if it's a rom com, it's gotta have the rom.
1: Gotta have the rom as well as the com. <laughs> Um, exactly but it's so funny so funny and like there's even a cameo from Posh and Bex at the yes. end which is pretty great oh, gosh. um and I'd also just like to give a shout out to the white collared shirt that Jonathan oh. Bruce Myers wears yep. during the championship game just <laughs> wanted to give that a specific <laughs> shout out individually if, if you've seen it you'll know what I'm talking yeah, about
0: exa- yeah that's exactly right oh my gosh he's so good in it everyone's so good in it i need to go back and watch it it's one of those it's one of those ones that i do tend to think about and go yeah let's go back and just relive the early 2000s so fun
1: there is some bits in it that i don't think have aged particularly well probably the bit where uh Jess is recounting her experience of being racially vilified to Joe, who then says he understands what she's talking about because he's Irish. But um, (laughs) you know we can. (laughs) Besides that, it's
0: mostly fine. It's important to know when it came out. Let's just say that exactly
1: (laughs) contextualize um, it. Yeah, but no, an absolute great film and one of like my first exposures to soccer as a sport. I would say. Oh yeah. Growing up, like later on, I think yeah. my brother was a big um, oh. I better get this right. Liverpool fan, I think. Mm-hmm. So he was into sort of the Premier League and that kind of stuff. But soccer wasn't really a sport that I would played much at that point. So thanks to this film, I was able to demonstrate the offside rule using salt and pepper shakers and salad <laughs> dressings. So yeah, I
0: still don't fully understand soccer. I, I mean, don't it's either. not something that, but it was huge as we were growing up. Like a yeah. lot of people, because where we're from it was very like. Aussie rules based um, yeah. here in Victoria. And so I guess, yeah, but soccer was coming through pretty heavily. Like people were sort of leaving footy to go play soccer and it was like, oh, okay. And also it's an yeah. international sport. So this movie would be beloved yes. over the world as well internationally. There
1: is also, which is one of my favorite bits of Bennett Like Beckham trivia, there is mm. a stage production musical version. What? Yep. I didn't it, know It that. Uh, premiered in the West End in 2015. I don't know how you play soccer
0: on a stage. Oh, that, sounds um, like a da- that seems dangerous.
1: Yeah, but there is absolutely, um, yeah, a two-act full-blown musical. Wow. Um, didn't know About Bend It Like Beckham. If anyone's looking for, you know, like a school musical <laughs> to do or something, maybe check There you go. get the, get the rights because I think oh it my sounds gosh, like a lot of so fun. Good.
0: Yeah, I want to see it. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. I think as well, like you think about, because when I think of this movie, I think of, you know, the bright, like musical, like dance moments True. from the wedding and all yeah. that kind of like cultural stuff, which was also new to me as well. That I didn't yeah. know a lot about like Indian culture and wedding preparation yeah. and all that kind of stuff that they show. Because obviously the director um, is Grinda Chatter. So it's kind of, oh, you know, yes, almost like um, semi autobiographical in that way. Which is really really interesting. So very yeah.
0: good. You can't talk about sports films and not talk about Bender like Beckham. Yeah, it might be the top of all these <laughs> of all the movies that we've <laughs> yeah. picked. We've picked if early. We, no, we might but... have to put it in the Hall of Fame. We'll see how we, we go. We may. We may. But um,
1: what is number one on your list?
0: Well, the first one I've picked is Fighting with My Family, which is a 2019 biopic comedy. I guess, directed by Stephen Merchant. And I hadn't really seen a lot of his stuff um, like that he directed. I don't know what else he sort of directed, but he's obviously from the British office and was a writer on that. So very British humour, I would say, throughout this film. But the story, if you don't know, um, is is sort of the, the, the true story about this family. So this former wrestler, Ricky, played by Nick Frost, and his wife, Julia, who's played by Lena Headey. And they mm. make a living performing with their kids yes, um, in wrestling. Like, yeah. they're, they're a wrestling family. Which, you know, in terms of sports, it's not one that I'm super familiar with. Mm. And obviously, like, wrestling and the entertainment around wrestling yes,
1: WWE and all that stuff yeah. yeah
0: exactly but yeah we sort of see this story where the brother and the sister go to audition for the WWE over in America and they learn sort of as they're going along that it's a huge journey to make yeah. it to the big time um especially where they're from which is this like small little town in um not Norfolk Norfolk, Norfolk? 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 yeah how you however you say pronounce you say it. That? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's really great. It's got an awesome cast. Like Florence Pugh plays Paige, which is yes. like the the lead, well, her stage name is Paige. I think her name's Soraya. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, it's based on her sort of true story. It's, like I said, Nick Frost, Lena Headey, Jack Loudon plays her brother, Mm -hmm. um, Vince Vaughn, and um, Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock. Yes. So it's very much like – because I think what how this movie came about was The Rock had seen their Channel 4 documentary, which they did in 2012, I believe, where they sort of followed this real family you know, just in a little town in England performing around the country. And it was a really mm-hmm. interesting, really, a really human story too. And so it was cool that he sort of saw it and was like, well, this is a really great movie to make. Because yes. the WWE have... It's like they make movies. Yeah, they have <laughs> you know. their own production company. They have their own, company. own production I think company.
1: Dwayne himself, <laughs> Mr. Johnson, um, yeah. also has, like because he's at the moment working on a biopic of his own life. So right. it's kind of a, an area that he has definitely been interested in for a while. So I think yeah, it's really cool and I, that they're able to capitalise on that.
0: Yeah, and like giving it sort of like that Hollywood treatment and mm. and that sort of stuff. But I, I, I was familiar with her story and I'd seen parts of that documentary and so this wouldn't be a film that I would go out of my way to see but yeah. Florence Pugh is like one of my favourite actresses and I love Jack Loud and obviously mm. love Nick Frost. So the <laughs> cast was amazing but it's a really great – I guess you could kind of consider it a coming-of-age film mm. and it's really funny, it's really dramatic – and just interesting that it was all about wrestling. Yeah. But I will say that if I had... Because obviously I, I don't know anything about wrestling at all. <laughs> um, but it was incredibly entertaining. But yeah. I, I do have a little bit of a criticism of it. Which is... Oh. Well, I remember watching it and thinking like the start of it was amazing. Um, but I just didn't really like the, um, the scenes that they did sort of based in America. Like it just sort of seemed a little bit superficial like when mm. she met... The way she met The Rock, yeah, he just her like she, she just like he turned just sort of appeared
1: and he was there, yeah. Yeah,
0: it was a bit. That bit was a bit weird, but I really loved it. I loved all the scenes that were based in their hometown, and you know those yeah. sort of scenes brought the film back to earth and and I... obviously like that dynamic between the family was just amazing. And it's one of, definitely one of my favorite sports films. Yeah, but, and um, that's
1: that's what I was about to say as well. Is I think the family yeah. dynamic and the chemistry between the cast. Yeah, is it was incredible. That really, really brought the film together because, like you said, like wrestling is, oh, wrestling. You know, entertainment wrestling is hugely popular like around yeah. the world, but it's not necessarily something that you or I would elect no. to watch, uh, shall we say? But yeah, in this format, it was really, really interesting to sort of see, yeah, kind of the behind the scenes, and it is such a compelling story to have come from you know the background that they had to achieve, I guess, what is the highest level in their chosen sport. So that was yeah. Pretty cool.
0: And that journey to get there and, like, what you have to do to get there. And yes. also it was cool, too, that they worked with the family. Like, the family was heavily involved. Paige was yeah. right there, like, working with them with the script. On the and film, she was yeah. super excited, like, really excited that they were <laughs> that they were doing this. Um, yeah, well it's
1: like people yeah. always ask you, like, you know, who would you want to play you in a movie in right. your life? Like, how, pretty crazy. how often does it actually happen? No. I think, yeah, I really loved it. And as well, yeah, there's nothing a sports film likes more than – a journey or a training montage or exactly, both exactly <laughs> exactly that's right
0: or all, all of the above <laughs> yeah all about the journey it has yeah exactly and that's that's why you watch these films it's really just about learning especially like the biopic side of things like yeah learning about stories that you wouldn't necessarily know about and yeah so that was the first one that I wanted to put on there because I just thought it was yeah. incredibly entertaining yeah. sort of yeah. even I remember leaving it and thinking. Do I want to get into wrestling? Yeah, it's just something
1: <laughs> that I want to like introduce into my so life. They,
0: yeah, so I guess that it, it served the purpose that they wanted to make with that film. Really good, really good film. Highly recommend it.
1: Would recommend if anyone's looking mm. for a light bit of wrestling uh, family fun. Exactly. Check it out. Oh dear. Well, speaking of, you know, sports films and TV shows loving, you know, a journey and mm-hmm. drama and. What what did I say before? Romantic comedy, sports, yes. drama. Um, my next choice is probably definitely all of the above. I yes. would, I would say. So I actually completely omitted this from my list. And then Caitlin messaged me last night and was like, Oh, I was surprised that you didn't pick this. And I like had a meltdown and was like, Oh my <laughs> god, how could I, I forget one of my most favorite TV shows? Of all time, let alone yeah. just in the sports genre. <laughs> Sorry, that was maybe really that's why. <laughs> maybe yeah, that's maybe. why you forgot,
0: because it's just, it was so obvious that it wasn't obvious. Yeah,
1: because I don't think of it as, well, it is, well, though. That's true. It's so much centered around the sports thing. But Friday Night Lights is a TV show that aired for five seasons uh, between 2006 and 2011. And it's based on, uh, there's a book, and then there was also a film um, that was adapted from the book. And the TV show is kind of inspired by the same thing. But basically it follows high school football coach Eric Taylor, played by Carl Chandler, and his wife Tammy Taylor, played by Connie Britton, who is so good in the role. I love Connie. They, yeah, so Eric is the coach of the high school football team in the fictional town of Dillon,
0: which is a small uh, community in rural Texas. Oh, God, could it get any more Texas than calling it (laughs) Dillon? i don't know campers. why that just sounds so <laughs> yeah texan oh, so, so
1: it kind of it's one of those towns as well where like everything revolves around the high school football team like the players are treated like gods basically mm. so the show kind of follows uh eric and tammy in navigating because he's a new coach to the team so navigating their new town they have a teenage daughter named Julie and then mm-hmm. it kind of follows them and I guess yeah it focuses in on a few key members of the football team mm-hmm. uh through their various well, it's uh, the issues that they're encountering I guess you want to say like there's a lot of you know romantic drama there's you know you've got your classic teen drama like drugs racism abortion kind of storylines yeah. that happen um, school funding is a big thing. But basically it's a show that is about how sport can bring people together is yeah. how I would describe it. Um, the kind of main trigger in the first season is that, or the main plot point is that the star quarterback um, gets injured and oh. ends up uh, paralysed. So oh, my kind God.
0: Yeah. I've never that, seen Friday yeah. Night
1: Lights. Just. so Spoiler alert. I feel like that's not really – yeah, sorry. I feel oh, yeah. like
0: – no, I'll never watch it. Massive spoiler alert! Well, I might, I might watch Friday Night Lights. I get recommended it a lot.
1: I think you should. I think you would enjoy it. Yeah, I I
0: should have watched Friday Night Lights. But
1: I think, as well, from what I've heard, is that um, Friday Night Lights is actually a show. Like it got critical acclaim when it was on, and um, a couple of people won Emmys for their performances. But it's also a show that has gotten a lot of viewership after the fact. Like, I only watched it a couple of years ago. I think it's definitely with the, like, rise of streaming services.
0: Mm. I think it's sort
1: of really come into its own. But it's, you've got, yeah, so you've got Eric and Tammy as your main cast. And then you've also got Tim Riggins, who's on the football team. What is Jason's last name? Jason Street, who's the quarterback. Jason's girlfriend... Lila, who is, of course, on the cheerleading squad. Oh, of
0: course. I was like, <laughs> where are the course. cheerleaders at?
1: Matt Saracen, who is um, kind of, you know, your quiet and reserved uh, member of the football team who then has to step in as the starting quarterback following... Yep. Following the accident, there is also, you know, uh, Tim Riggins' older brother Billy is featured. Um, Tyra Colette, she's your classic, like, thinks she's better than everyone and wants to get out of the town, has an yeah. on-again, off-again thing with Tim Riggins. It's just, like, this really great small but vital cast. And yeah. all of the dramas, like, a lot of them are having family dramas, relationship dramas, uh, you know, flunking out of school. Turns out mm-hmm. uh, Tim was getting some of the uh, – cheerleaders to do his homework for him and Tammy Taylor discovers it and says no more to that so then he has to overcome overcome that uh, that obstacle Julie their daughter starts dating someone on the football team so that turns out to be a whole kettle of fish but it is despite all the drama and despite all of the chaos it is about I think your found family yeah. If that makes sense. So it's not totally. just about, you know, the family that you're related to. It's about the family that you find along the way. And it's intertwined with, you know, the epic highs and lows of high yeah. school football.
0: Well, I guess like, and we talked about it on our teen dramas episode, but this idea of, you know, the ensemble cast. And, and when you add in the element of a team sport, yeah. like you're going to get a really good tried and true formula mm. to a drama. There's a lot like you can sub in and sub out different storylines and it keeps it fresh and because it ran for a long time by the looks of it so yeah I don't know how many seasons but it's you know five seasons
1: there's also a really interesting um I think it's the fourth season but it was during the uh writers strike oh yeah a lot of these shows got so a lot of the plot (laughs) kind of takes a (laughs) bit of a turn but then it comes back good but yeah it follows you know sort of those high school years into a bit of a college transition so given the sport you have like there's one character in particular Smash Williams who is trying to get a college scholarship like yeah. all that kind of stuff plays into it as well which kind of takes so it to cool. another level yeah. yeah
0: i'm so glad <laughs> i mentioned it last night cuz i don't know why i just thought oh, yeah no, I, I can't
1: think believe i forgot talk it. about
0: that yeah yeah
1: it's also like interesting to show and i think it says a lot about the way that sports players are treated in certain yeah. contexts so like yeah. in this show like, everyone is teenagers, but Tim Riggins, who is, yeah, literally a teenager. So he's like mm. 16, 17. He's on the high school football team. He is an alcoholic. So he's just yeah. constantly drunk, like showing oh up to God. practice drunk. And I'm just like, the whole time, I'm like, is someone gonna, like, who's selling him beer? <laughs> like, isn't illegal drinking? Because they know 21? him. If he's a big like, bit, they know yeah. him, you know? It's such a small town. Yeah, oh it's one of those gosh. things where it's like things like that where you're just like, but also, yeah, it has, like, your classic, like, small town, like, rivalry with other small yeah. towns in the area or, like, everyone comes around to the coach's house for a barbecue oh or, like, things like that. <sighs> yeah, it's it's just all your, your classic parts of that. And then it's got, you know, your inspirational speeches. A lot of people, even if they don't know Friday Night Lights, probably know the, what is it, clear eyes, full hearts can't lose Uh, catchphrase that mm-hmm. Coach Taylor says at the end of his... His little inspirational speeches to get them riled yeah. up at half time. Is it a half time? Is that
0: what they have in the Yeah, they do football? have half I don't time. Know. It's weird actually that they don't do yeah. Quarters. The other thing
1: is that speaking about how I wasn't really familiar with soccer in Ben, like Beckham, I was even less familiar,
0: <laughs> yeah, with American way... football. So
1: yeah. uh, that was interesting, but because it's not, you know, the super, I love that though. Yeah, it's kind of fun because it's like it makes it it makes sense that it's on a TV show because I'm like, well, everything yeah. else is made up, so why wouldn't exactly the why not it be.
0: That's right. You're right. That's a good point, actually. It's yeah. like, literally, that could be a fictional sport. Exactly. You know, like we, it's we're going into demise. it not knowing anything. Yeah. It's like when I watched The Replacements when I was really young. I'm like, what is this gridiron? Yeah. <laughs>
1: so yes. Good. So would recommend if anyone's looking for a good show to commit five well, seasons to. Well, I
0: am, so I'm, I'm up for the commitment. Great. <laughs> you have to report back i will have to report back well the second one i've got on my list is another film and i've decided to talk about i tonya which again like with all these sports like there's obvious sports films and obvious yeah. sports that these movies talk about but figure skating not really up there on my uh, have you list ever of been sports ice
1: skating
0: not live i mean i watched the olympics
1: no i meant have you ever physically been yourself
0: Oh, oh, no, no, no way. No. I haven't either. I mean,
1: either. skating. My housemate, my housemate used to ice skate um, well, on the weekends. She used to I... go do lessons.
0: Well, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah.
1: She used to do I... it growing up. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like such a city thing. We didn't have an ice skating rink. No, in. well, I was going <laughs> to say. We had a roller skating rink, I guess, maybe. Well, that's thing.
0: true. We did RIP. But we... Um... My brother, when he came down to Melbourne for like a school trip, mm. pretty sure he might have gone ice skating because that yeah. was like on the itinerary. Yeah, <laughs> but when you come to the city, you go ice yeah. skating. But we go I to I the never zoo the and then you go
1: ice skating because they're right next to each other. Yeah, yeah down down the
0: old yeah that's yeah, exactly yeah but yeah anyway so this <laughs> this movie is a another biopic directed by Craig Gillespie who when I looked him up, also directed the baseball film Million Dollar Arm with John Hamm. So he's got Uh a couple of, like, sports films under his belt. But he brings to life this, you know, the strange world surrounding Tonya Harding Mm. through the eyes of, well, and through interviews with the key people involved in the Tonya Harding story in, like, this mockumentary style. It's really cool. Mm. They break the fourth wall a lot. Yes. Um, It's set in modern day as they're recounting the events in the 90s. Um, So a little bit about the story um, is that in 91, Tonya Harding, this, you know, extremely talented ice skater, figure skater, becomes the first American woman to complete this thing called a triple axel during a competition. So she was a big deal, extremely talented. And then three years later in 94, everything comes crashing down on her when her ex-husband, Jeff, conspires to injure Nancy Kerrigan mm. um, who was also like a fellow Olympic hopeful I guess um, and that attack forced Nancy to withdraw from competition because it like smashed her knee up yeah it was, <laughs> um, such a, it
1: was a serious injury it
0: was so bad and the way that's depicted in the film is crazy because I think they even cut away from it it's that violent yeah of a, of pretty, a like thing and also horrific. I suppose it's not really necessary <laughs> we, we know what happens. Like, yeah, <laughs> We get, the, we get the idea. Yeah. Um, but then, obviously, because of that, Harding's life and, I guess, her legacy becomes, mm. you know, publicly tarnished um, and she's for- forever associated with yes. po- probably one of the most infamous sporting scandals in history.
1: I would have to say. Like, because just, yeah. I think we're talking about how serious and how violent and how calculated it was. Like, yeah. Like, There's stories through sporting history of, you know, people cheating and fixing games and, you know, betting and taking supplements and all that kind of stuff. But to actually like physically physically assault
0: someone
1: someone to stop them competing against you is pretty extreme.
0: Pretty bad. And so, you know, going, going into this film, like obviously we were born in 94. We talked about it actually in our birthday episode. Yes. But, um, Everyone knew about it. So I think it was highly anticipated for people to sort of see. Also, there was a lot of, like, conflicting stories as well. Conflicting um, accounts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, accounts, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, it was co-produced by Margot Robbie, who stars yeah. in that lead role as Tonya. And she was yeah. nominated for an Oscar for that. <laughs> um, it also stars my beloved Sebastian Stan, who plays <laughs> Jeff, Tonya's ex-husband. Incredible in that role we'll say is incredible in everything I hard to
1: say we do we do love a bit of special oh, on this podcast
0: Stan. um and then we'll obviously say. the standout in that film yes. is Alison Janney um oh. who played her mother Lavona who she won the Oscar for supporting she actress in that. so you know and she earned that she was so horrible yeah <laughs> you know, she, like, she I hated her yeah oh my god but it was so, she was so good like if you hate character so much. That means that the actress is doing an incredible yeah, job. Yeah, that and means it's
1: a good performance.
0: Exactly. Um, but yeah, I really I really love this movie. It's a great film. Um, it's a great sports movie, yeah. you know, and it's like obviously depicting a true story. But it was sad. I mean, mm. it, it's sad to think that somebody you know, could like their whole life is revolved around a sport. And this Mm. is a story throughout, like you said, throughout history with scandals, but also like people dedicate their whole lives to these things, to their career. And, you know, it also served, I think, what was most shocking to me as just knowing the story because of the, Scandal, mm. but not really knowing the background of Tonya Harding. Yeah, um, because her life, like this, was an example of how influential a class system can be. Yeah, and it deals with some really heavy stuff, like there's, you know, domestic yeah. violence.
1: Um, and I think like class related to sport as well, which is yeah. kind of like the whole thing. Like especially what it shows in the film is that figure skating was definitely for a at the time, a certain demographic of people. And yeah. Tonya didn't really fit into that. So she really, I guess and she was penalized about an and, underdog narrative. Like she was yeah. the one that was penalised for having homemade costumes. And it's like ridiculous this, that and when you watch like, it. Like obviously that doesn't justify <laughs> what happened. No. But um, it's still, you know, it's really interesting because I'd never really thought about it like that before. Because like you said, figure skating isn't something that either of us are particularly familiar with. No. So
0: yeah. but you could see how it could be like that like mm. a lot of those sort of olympic sports are very especially the winter olympics i feel like yes has kind of that element of yeah yeah they could be i saw some, a but sport generally a, probably a tweet
1: generally. once that was like the um the venn diagram of people <laughs> um i think it was participating in snowboarding at the winter olympics <laughs> and those who went to private school is right. so cool <laughs> exactly because it's expensive to <laughs> it's do these sports really like you know to get to places where snow is right in Australia at least exactly but anyway. oh my
0: god yeah especially here <laughs> but yeah there's a lot of times where I was watching it I was like what is actually happening here because I didn't I really went into it not knowing a lot of the story mm. um and I, I saw it at the cinema too which was quite confronting yeah but um yeah and I what I love too it's just about how how the film was made you know it's like based off interviews and these yes. testimonies from Everyone involved in the scandal, um, which they, I think they conducted these interviews before, before they shot the film, like when they were doing the screenplay, mm-hmm. um, but also based off other public um, records and stuff like yes. that. So, so it's that it interesting was good
1: kind of fact v fiction kind of well, meeting in the middle.
0: Yeah, and bringing, I guess it was like it just balanced out and like um, the story.
1: As well, like, doing um, a biopic when the people are still alive. Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure I read an interview with Sebastian where he said he went and met the character Death. that he played. Yeah. Like,
0: being able to do that is crazy. And Tonya was really involved in it too. Mm. But um, also another point of watching the film was that it's crazy how, especially by, like especially when it's something that really happened, how mm. easily the truth can be blurred. When, yes. when you're viewing it through the lens, not just of like media coverage, mm. um, but also the individual perception on how events actually occurred, like recollections may vary and all that. Yeah. So I don't know. It was, re- it was a really great film. Highly recommend oh, Tonya.
1: Well, we're changing pace a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this one, that was probably the darker one on my <laughs> yeah. on our list. I would say I don't think yeah of most the of these, like even
1: though they are an underdog story, most of them aren't violent. Oh, there's a few bits in Friday Night Lights, I guess, that are a bit questionable, but definitely yeah. our, my next pick, uh, which is the last one of my top three, is definitely a light-hearted uh, departure yeah. from that. So we spoke a little bit, or you spoke a little bit about Amanda Bynes. On, oh yeah, uh, yeah. The kids tv shows episode right yep so my next choice is a film that my sister and I were absolutely obsessed with um, when we were growing up so in 2006 Amanda Bynes starred in the romantic comedy sports film we're back in that genre we're back in it <laughs> uh she's the man yeah. which is yeah. based Well, it's inspired by the Shakespeare play Twelfth Night. But basically the premise of the story is uh, Viola. Viola? Viola? I think Viola. I don't know how they pronounce it. I haven't seen it in a while, so I can't remember. I thought it was
0: Viola. Viola. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Amanda Bynes' character (laughs) is Viola, but it doesn't even sound like a word anymore. Um, So she plays for the soccer team, the girls' soccer team at her school, Um, And her dream is to get a college scholarship and play, you know, kind of at the highest level. And it's really important in the age group that she is that they get a full season. So, you know, college scouts can come and see them play. But the girls team gets cut for no apparent reason. Like they just cut them. Her boyfriend at the time is on. Uh, the boys' team, and he doesn't seem to think it's a problem. Of course so that's, not. you know, a bit of a red flag. But her twin brother, Sebastian, is due to enrol in an elite boarding school known as Elyria. <laughs> I think maybe he's been a bit of a problem child and his parents want him to straighten out. But instead, yeah. uh, Sebastian heads off to London because he's got a band and they've signed yeah. and lined up some festivals. So he's got, he's got busier, things to do. busier things to be doing. And naturally viola viola amanda vines decides that she'll just um dress in drag impersonate her brother go to his school and join the boys soccer team why not because that makes perfect sense go get it um (laughs) her roommate is naturally uh duke orsino who is of course played by channing tatum who's the captain (gasps) of the soccer team
0: Tatum, uh, what a... the man of our dreams in was this?
1: Like the, f- I feel like this is the first role that I saw him in as well. Oh,
0: I think so too. I mean, I can't, I can't think of anything else prior. So let's go with it.
1: Yeah, I can't remember when he was in Step Up. I can't remember when that was. But oh. we can to talk about the Step Up films another day. Mm. But so or do it, it becomes <laughs> becomes a whole sort of thing where uh, she tries to make the soccer team, but she only makes it to the second string not to the first um tryout squad there's a bit of a weird like love triangle kind of thing where like there's this girl called olivia who's in love with who she thinks is sebastian but is actually viola and then duke also likes olivia so it's a bit of a weird like love triangle again the championship game comes up Sebastian returns from London early. Sebastian doesn't know that his sister has been impersonating him the whole time, so he gets pulled out onto the soccer field. It's all very confusing. Then Viola shows up. Everyone sort of finds out about the deception and it all, you know, (laughs) it all kind of, I guess, the shit hits the fan. I guess the other kind of subplot is that Viola's parents are are separated and her mother is uh, insistent on her becoming as ladylike as possible and making her debut. Oh, that's uh, right, because that's the real so, big
0: contrast, isn't it? So the yeah. contrast,
1: similar to how in Bendit Like Beckham you have, you know, Jess's family, what her, what her family wants versus her dream yeah. of playing soccer. A similar kind of thing happens here, but you have uh, Amanda Bynes going from playing, you know, her brother's character in drag to then having to transform into being a debutante <laughs> in, like, so you know, ball gowns and all that kind of stuff. So it's quite the um, contrast, I yeah. guess and the love triangle part is definitely a huge part of it and then also you have yeah. a lot of comedy moments especially when sebastian's ex-girlfriend monique shows up trying to uh win him back but it's actually not him it's his sister i don't think
0: I don't i've, I've seen this film since i watched it for the first time
1: <laughs> maybe so, we'll have
0: to do a rewatch <laughs> yeah why not i would love to rewatch a lot of those like mid 2000s movies and just see one how they hold up but also yeah. just just go back in time and yeah. But... It was just one of those films that
1: I, like, we had it on DVD and I watched yeah. it and I watched all of the special features and yes. I was just, like, obsessed. <laughs> I love that. Um, But it was just really funny, like, the con- the concept of And then, of course, it has the iconic scene in which amanda Bynes shoves a tampon up her nose oh my she gosh gets yeah that's right. like her tampons get discovered by her male roommate who thinks she is also a boy and he gets very confused and she's like yeah i use them for nosebleeds so that's kind of one of the standout iconic comedy scenes that i yeah. think a lot of
0: people that's one that pops up a um, lot remember which is yeah, yeah oh, very so very funny, funny but had to put it on the list. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Especially after we talked about Amanda the other day. It's yes. Just like, she was the icon Oh, of absolutely. The early to mid-2000s legend. Absolutely. Well, my next one is sort of, I guess, in the same... Well, I'm going to talk specifically about the 1993 one, but yep. I remember watching the follow-up to this film, like the sequel. Okay. <laughs> follow-up. Forgot what the <laughs> word sequel meant, apparently. Um, the sequel to The Sandlot. Yes. Um, and that sequel came out in 2005. So okay. those sort of ones sort of live in my head in in and around the same time. But yeah, so The Sandlot is my third film. And like I said, specifically the 93 sports comedy family film, I guess it is, Yeah, um, in terms of genre. And both the original and the sequel were both directed by David Mickey Evans mm. who what i loved about sandlot is that it felt super realistic yeah. i guess because the director david he he was basing it on his childhood and so there was like a real there was something really special about um about both those films but a little bit about the sandlot if we don't know um in the <laughs> summer of 1962 Fifth grader Scott Smalls moves with his parents to LA, where he tries to join a group of boys who play baseball daily in a local mm-hmm. sand lot. But is, but he's not good at it, baseball, Aww. and he's kind of this like nerdy, reserved, but he wants to make friends. So it's yeah, kind of we're following um the story of Smalls. He obviously makes a little bit of an impression, which is hilarious. And um, he's invited by the team's leader and also the team's leader and the best player, Benny, um, who takes him under his wing. And that friendship is really sweet. But, you know, talking about ensemble cast, these kids sort of, because I've talked about Stand By Me in a previous episode, very much has that same feeling of, um, you know, these kids just you know Bending spending the together summers. Yeah. yeah like that ragtag sort of team and hanging out every summer and playing i think there's this really great narration that's done over the film as well yeah um which is like you know they played what's he say they played and they didn't keep score and you never really knew, like, they never really ended a game. It just was a continuous game of baseball. Yeah. You know, they'd come back every every day and play, and then they'd go home and they'd come back the next day. It's so yeah. it's such a great story. But the Bade sort of, like, plot, I guess, of the film is that Ham, who is an absolutely iconic character, he hits a home run into the neighbor's backyard, and Smalls, not knowing, attempts to go retrieve the ball, but is stopped by everyone. And they tell him the legend of the beast, which is this massive, like aggressive English Mastiff dog that has become like a neighborhood legend. So it's this like really cute coming of age uh, adventure film, and you're following all these characters. It's jam packed with like sixties nostalgia, Um, and I remember watching this movie as a kid and like really loving it. And I because we had we must have gone and bought the double pack box (laughs) set. At um, at Saturday, gotta go for the box set. Yeah, you've got to go for the box set because I feel like I'd seen the 2005 one first. Yeah. Um, and so I then I definitely
1: yeah. saw this film like at school on a lunchtime, like oh really, wet day timetable. <laughs> yes. Movies, yeah.
0: Really. yeah. Yeah, or, definitely. Or on I mean, like
1: when we go on those excursions <laughs> that had oh I just knocked the mic. Um, when we'd go on those excursions that had the fancy bus. have the the vhs (laughs) player so they'd show us like the (laughs) sandlot over and over again. so good so good
0: it was yeah and it was just like right came out you know those kids when we watched it were our like around our age and um and i i loved it but i definitely watched the 2005 sequel more because i had a big old crush on the guy that played um David he was like the leader of the te- <laughs> of the group and it's also like you know one of those movies that i quote a lot like if i'm ever having a hard time with someone or something you uh, like i'll always either out loud sometimes because i forget that i'm you know in public or like i'll mumble <laughs> under my breath you're the killing me smalls yeah it's just like ah oh, it's so good Very and it's like ah oh, it's such a great quotable film that yeah, and I watched it not long ago. I went back and, and, and watched it because I just it's so nostalgic and I just oh, just brings back it's just easy to watch. It's fun, it's funny. But yeah, that's that's the last one of my top three. One of my favorite probably actually in my top ten favorite films of all time, Sandlot. If I had to list, to make a top ten, a pretty pretty big call, but I can see why. Just it came at an important time, I guess. Sort of lives, like I said, like she's the man sort of era, but like School of Rock sort of era, and you know, yeah, I watched Stand by Me around that time as well. Just really formative sort of films to watch at that age, but absolutely, yeah. Um, well, that's that sort of rounds out both of our top. Three, yes, top three, <laughs> and I've
1: just thought of another honourable mention. Mm. I just, I've just had a moment when you were talking about yeah, like comfort films that you just go back and watch, and that we grew up with.
0: Yeah, I don't
1: know if I've talked about it on the podcast before. Maybe I have, but mm. the Mighty Ducks trilogy. I think I have oh. talked about it before.
0: Oh, what, oh, Mighty Ducks is so is so good. What
1: a film! What a series of films! Oh. Like the fact that they go from being like your local neighborhood hockey team in the first movie and then yep. in the second movie they're at the Olympics it's um, crazy it's so I just, oh, Mighty I joke, Ducks
0: I didn't even think about Mighty Ducks well I
1: feel like we must have talk, I don't know what episode it was on but I feel like I've definitely talked about it before at some point oh. but yeah Mighty Ducks obviously Joshua Jackson in honestly one of his Still some of his best work to date, I would Absolutely. say. Same it was for, when um, we were
0: talking about him, I think. Yes. Um, we talked about um, him in the teen dramas.
1: Yes, when we were talking Dawson's. about Dawson's Creek. Um, <laughs> Emilio Estevez. I know Disney Plus are also bringing it back.
0: Um, with oh, the I new heard series about that. Yeah. With Aaron
1: Graham and Emilio Estevez. I'm a little bit sad that um, there's a couple of people I follow on Twitter that are big supporters of a reboot series starring uh, Josh as, you know, washed up single father Charlie trying to connect with his daughter by having a hockey team. I'm like, that yes. would be such a good plot. So I'd be sad so that that's not the plot. But those <laughs> films, especially the third one, I remember I recorded it when it was on TV here mm. on VHS and you should just re-watch it over and over again because I thought it was just like the coolest thing ever. Because like yeah. you said ice skating is pretty foreign to us, then ice hockey on top of that is pretty exactly. foreign to us. Exactly,
0: totally. But that was it. That was like our little like so introduction to all these like, sports. Yeah,
1: extra magical. So shout out to Mighty Ducks. Like that Absolutely. was just such a fun kind of you know, innocent period of our childhood that was just, like, such a fun little series. And then my next couple honourable mentions, I'll keep it pretty brief, but for anyone that I went to high school with, (laughs) could not do a sports episode and not shout out both Remember the Titans and Coach Carter, which (laughs) I reckon we watched at least
0: five times a year. Oh, definitely. I mean, (laughs) the same at our school. (laughs) My so
1: often. Because obviously, you know, it's got... So Remember the Titans is... Uh, high school football. Yeah. And basically, it's kind of um, in the wake of uh, racial segregation in America at a newly integrated high school. They have, you know, the existing uh, white high school football team and the black high school football team kind of coming together. Um, yeah. Stars Denzel Washington as the coach. And it kind of, you know, trials and tribulations, underdog. There's tragedy, there's singing, there's all sorts of things. There's so many training montages.
0: Um, I would say that Remember the Titans is probably the most iconic sports film ever in terms of like, yeah, the impact is massive. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. Like it's just, and it's one of those films that has, you know,
0: so many messages, which is why we watched it so often at school
1: about, you know. Friendship and overcoming differences and leadership and being a team. But the other film in sort of the same vein, yeah, was Coach Carter. So Coach Carter is a basketball film starring Samuel L. Jackson. So, you know, a little bit different. Um, But basically it's a very similar kind of premise, but it's a... A new coach at a high school basketball team and a lot of the players are rowdy, rude, disrespectful. So he gives them contracts to kind of try and, you know, reform the team, get them dealing with both their education and their sport, um, overcoming their challenges together. Yeah, it's kind of your classic underdog story. There's also like a chant in it that they do. So my schools, uh, we didn't have a basketball team, but we had a touch football team who was like state champs in both. Victoria and South Australia because of where our town was, they could play in both, which seems yeah. a bit dodgy, but they used to do it anyway. <laughs> so they always used to do the chant from Coach Carter as part of their touch football thing. So clearly that had an impact. And then my last two again kind of from a similar era to She's the Man, but Stick it, which came out in two thousand and six. Yeah, excellent gymnastics
0: uh, underdog story. One of my favorites. So good
1: and so funny as
0: well. Like that's the thing with Stick It. Like genuinely one of the best movies ever. I would say if you hadn't put it on your list, I would have put it on mine. (laughs) Yeah, such a great
1: film. Such a great film. And your classic, yeah, like was gonna be sent to juvie, but instead chooses to return to gymnastics and just overcomes that. And then couldn't do a sports episode without talking about Bring It On.
0: (laughs) I said, "Burn!" (laughs) So good. You know, something came up the other day about Bring It On. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, "Does it get much better than Bring It On?" Like in terms of cheerleading films. I saw the other day on TikTok, um, Gabrielle Union.
1: Wearing yes. her costume, doing Maybe the that's chair. what it was. And she hasn't aged a day, even oh, no, though this I... film came out 21 years ago. But Bring It On was, yeah, obviously, yeah, Kirsten Dunst is in it as well, um, Eliza Dushku, Jesse Bradford, and it's your classic, again, you know, newcomer arrives at the school, decides to join the cheerleading team. Chaos ensues when, it, when it's found out that they've copied their cheers from a rival school. Um, Shocking. Follows them to the cheerleading championship. Yeah. Then you have, you know, your romantic complications and love triangles and just just a classic it's an absolute classic couldn't not Definitely. have it on the list
0: bring it on oh <laughs> so good again so good. another one that's like it's a sport but it's not your obvious like yeah absolutely. football and that sort of stuff because that's yeah it's, it, and we've been pretty varied when it comes to the sports that we've ta- like yes. the films that we've talked about well I've got a couple of honorable mentions as well mm-hmm. uh the first one I wanted to talk about was Rush which was a 2013 again another biopic action drama film directed by Ron Howard and it's set in the 70s and the film tells the story of this rivalry between James Hunt who's played by Chris Hemsworth Mm. and Nikki Louder played by Daniel Brühl who are two extremely skilled Formula One racers so Mm. the sport is Formula One car racing this film is I can sort of like compartmentalize it in two ways like the plot is really great I didn't know anything about sort of the rivalry between these two people. Yeah. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Formula One either. <laughs> so, you know, like it's funny that these all these sports are like sports that I don't know much about. I suppose because the sports I love I just watch. You just watch every sport. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, you had James Hunt, which was Chris's uh, character, who was just like party animal, um, and who was like seemingly effortless, yes. you know, in his skill. Um, and then it was contrasted by Nikki Lauda, who was this like methodical, sort of technically mm-hmm. brilliant professional racer. I guess having that opposite sort of a track thing where this, the movie kind of explores this whole idea of the value of an enemy. So, like, to keep yeah. your passion alive, this like something to beat mentality, which was really great. It's a really great film, but it's also beautifully shot. Um, the editing and the pacing of it's incredible. Um, Hans Zimmer does the score for it so it's really like suspenseful and thrilling and really sad that like that story really takes a pretty horrific turn I won't spoil it but mm. it's it's such a great film and my last sort of like one I wanted to specifically talk about and then I have some like kind of throwaway ones um <laughs> Playing for Keeps which is yes. a 2018 Australian Drama series based mm-hmm. around the AFL, so Aussie Rules. The tagline for this show is so funny, like the description of it, which is mm. to be a footballer's wife, it takes serious balls. <laughs> Dive into the salacious world of Aussie Rules football, unearthing secrets, lies, scandals, and murder. I <laughs> <laughs> What? Just, I mean, I don't, I'm
1: sure this happens in the AFL all the time. There's exactly. just tons, tons of murder. Murder right. all the time.
0: It's so good. And I, I thought murder, seriously, but it does happen. So shocking, yeah. spoiler. Um, but, you know, it follows the lives of these five women who are by circumstance, I guess, intertwined together um, yeah. because they're the wives and the girlfriends at this fictional football club called the Southern Jets. But yeah, it's got like a real, it's got a great Australian cast. Like Olympia Vallance plays Talia. She's the, yeah, she's the captain's fiance. And she's like this, you know, influencer fashion designer. Mm. And then Madeline West plays Kath, who's the wife of the senior coach. Yeah. Um. And Paige, this is the best bit. We the story kind of follows Paige, like she's our main protagonist, I guess. Yeah. And she's the girlfriend of the new rookie, and has mm. moved. She's just moved to Melbourne from the sticks. Like she's this yeah. country girl. The classic. Yeah. The classic. And yeah. it's very Melbourne. And it actually centres more around football than I thought it would. You know yeah. about this whole like the whole team and stuff. It's it's really good. I highly recommend it to you, Cara. But what I will say is full transparency um this show got cancelled and it only ran for two seasons and it ended on a cliffhanger which i'm just so (gasps) disturbed by that's so annoying no and like i'll tell you i might cut this out like spoiler alert no one's gonna watch this show (laughs) no just tell (laughs) me but Paige gets shot at the end oh my god and
1: that's the cliffhanger and we don't know what happens (sighs) did you do you ever find out who does the the first murder yeah, you do. Yeah, okay, right. But, I, I've got the Wikipedia page open, but I'm not going to read down. But no. Yeah, wow, well, oh, I think i would love it. It's like, because I love yeah. Neighbours well, and I Felicity love Well, Felicity watched it when it was on. I just never caught up on it when it was yeah. actually on TV.
0: Oh, wow. I had to. Once I watched the first episode, I was sucked in. It's one of those yeah. shows. Um, but I had like, it's this, this episode actually I th- feel like had the most – movies on the shortlist that I made like it was really hard for me to narrow down but I had um Save Your Legs which is like a cricket (laughs) cricket movie um uh, Caddyshack yeah well Caddyshack is one Cracker Jack classic Longest Yard as well which is like that Adam Sandler one I had The Replacements with Keanu Reeves Mm -hmm. um and Cool Runnings like come on so good so many really really great sports films throughout the decades and you know throughout our lifetime that we've been lucky enough to watch and be inspired by yeah essentially and I think that's what it all comes down to it's like sometimes you just want to watch something that's going to uplift you probably yeah. make, probably make you cry it makes me cry every time I watch any yes. of these films that have list been listed and yeah just really fun to reflect on some of our favorite uh, sports films and tv shows yeah
1: I think there's something I mean I've never really been particularly sporty but I've always really
0: enjoyed sports
1: films and I think there is something about you know the emotional journey that characters in films go through but when you tie that to the highs and lows of a sport I think that provides a backdrop that a lot of people can relate to because even though I don't play sport I still follow sport um, I've just signed up to a footy tipping competition for this year. So I'm looking fun. forward to dominating that. Lol. But, you know, I <laughs> Why think. Why is it's... that lol? I think that's fun. No, I think, no. I oh. think me dominating is a lol. No, it's just. Oh, um, it's, oh is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Because there was a couple of, you might remember a couple of years ago when I was doing work footy tipping. Yeah. That I like accidentally dominated. Yeah. Like I won a few weekly prizes. I said, I'm looking forward to bringing back my strategy of. Choosing which team has the hottest player, and that's oh, my tip. So,
0: see how that I goes like for that. Me. That's um, smart.
1: <laughs> yeah, makes it interesting, you know, well, when absolutely. you're doing your tips. But yeah, I think even if, yeah, we're not involved in sports in our own lives, we do enjoy, you know, watching the footy, watching the cricket, that kind of thing. And it is an emotional journey when you commit yourself to a sports team. So, it's oh, kind of cool God. to see that in these scenarios as well throughout all of Definitely. these. Definitely
0: films and TV shows. Because for an hour and a half, you are the number one fan of a sports club. Regardless. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really good.
1: All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to us ramble on for however long it was about all of these. We've covered everything from soccer to figure skating to oh. baseball to wrestling and everything in between but so thank you for listening if you'd like to let us know what your favorite sports films or tv shows are you can do that over on instagram at shout out or you can leave us a voice message on our anchor page which is anchor.fm forward slash shout out to the old me Make sure to share the podcast with any of your friends if you think they'd enjoyed it. A massive thank you to everyone that has been listening and sharing to the pod over the last almost six months that we've been podcasting for, which is really, really fun. We are so grateful to all of you for all of your support. And we'll be back soon. And by soon, we mean in a fortnight's time (laughs) with another new episode. (laughs) Yes,
0: we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.